The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another emergency edition of the Cyclone Fanatic podcast. We might as well just plan on doing these every day, CW, uh, with the way that things are going well, right now. That's not going to be a thing. If everybody's thinking this is an everyday occurrence, I mean, this is like... This is like peak recruiting. I've been doing this for 17 years, and I don't know if I've seen a run like this. This is like when Iowa State football one year got like 16 commitments in the month of May or something like that. It was every kid I remember come that on, uh, come on yeah. and visit would end up committing, and they had 20 commits by mid-June. Um, but Iowa State with a, another big addition today, uh, 22 2022, which does not even sound like a real year. I messed it up when I typed out my tweet earlier, uh, picking up the four-star combo guard from Caledonia, Minnesota, Eli King, man. Um, in a, when you can add a guy like this, in addition to, uh, what Iowa State already had in that class with Taman Lipsy, I mean, the Cyclones are on a roll right now. Got the, the number four class in the country, uh, according to 247. Um, CW, your, your boy is, is, is cooking with, uh, with fish grease right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no doubt about that, Jared. Um, yeah, I, just, I don't know if anybody could have anticipated anything like this. You know, I, I knew that. TJ was going to be able to recruit well. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even think that this was possible at this point in the process. But um, yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a really big deal. I mean, this is you know laying that foundation uh, for the future. Um, I you know I think next year's team will be a lot better than I thought it was going to be. But then you look at what's coming in as far as guards go the year after that. It, it's it's really impressive. I mean that number four recruiting ranking is a little bit deceptive, obviously because of the timing mm-hmm. of all of this. But yeah, I mean, and this is you know what we always talk about with recruiting being more about relationships than anything. I mean. Um, Tevin, Eli's older brother, played for TJ at South Dakota State. Uh, I'm sure that Kyle Green being on the staff didn't hurt in this scenario with the Minnesota connections. But um, just a a rock-solid foundation. When you look at – I'm always looking at guards to start things off in college basketball. And when you look at Tyrese Hunter, Taman Lipsy, and now Eli King, a really athletic guy who can shoot the hell out of the basketball – thrown into there. I mean, that's a really, really rock solid foundation for, 
for year two, it starts in year one, obviously with Hunter getting that experience. But man, um, I I just I don't know if it could have gone any better thus far in the recruiting aspect of things. The, and this say- one, real quick, um, I mean, like the Inaruna one from yesterday, and the, the Lipsy and. King to me seemed like bigger deals than any of. I mean, Hunter was key. You had to get Hunter. You couldn't lose him. But these are like, you know, these aren't deal like you know. Hunter was already signed. You got to give Steve Prom a lot of credit for for that one. But Lipsy and King to come in and get those guys within a month of getting the job, it's just like wow. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I told Bloom this when uh, when Lipsy committed that. It felt like the biggest, like, you know, head to head where they're competing with people recruiting victory since Xavier Foster. I mean, this one is probably right up there in that same boat at the end of the day, you know, and Mm -hmm. now you're going to be in a position where next year you've got four cornerstone pieces for the future with Tyrese Hunter, uh, Taman Lipsy, Eli King, and, and Xavier Foster, all from your upper Midwest region. I mean, like, I don't know that TJ could have possibly even charted out a better case scenario for where you're going to be at in mid April, uh, in your first off season. I mean, this is just an absolute home run. I think in, in every sense of the word so far. And the thing too, you know, I can tell you this, having followed TJ's career so closely, King is a really King and Lipsy specifically are really good fits for him. I mean, these are the guys, this is the type of player and even Hunter to that extent. But again, I, I, you know, I give Prome a lot of credit for Tyrese Hunter, TJ and his staff, obviously for keeping him on board. I think that goes without saying, but these are the type of guys that you build around with Iowa State. Midwest guys who are in that 75 to 150 range. If you look at Iowa State's success in recent like – Monte Morris was in that range. Matt Thomas was in that range. George Niang was in that range. Not a Midwest guy, but you get the point. These are the type of guys you, who are really good college players but will be there for three or four years, right? And I think that – uh, we had a long talk on the radio show about this yesterday. Well, it's just, we had a caller calling and go, why would Kentucky want C.J. Frederick? Well, because he brings some stability. And you look at the future of college basketball, one and duns are going to be, you know, there's going to be fewer and fewer of those guys in the game going forward based on rules with the NBA and all that. And um, th- this is a just a solid foundation. There's going to be guys transfer. Iowa State's been on the positive end of this lately, but it'll, it'll happen to them at some point. And you plan on that, and you you use JUCOs, you use transfers to your advantage. But you know what we've been talking about for two, three months now on our podcast is roster building, roster management, and all that stuff. But I love the rock solid foundation with guards because if you have guards, you can really be competitive. And um, really, as we talked about on yesterday's emergency podcast, Jared, with the two-point guard look with Lipsy and Hunter, and now you got that guy in King to really complement them well in the future. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you know, when you talk about the transfers and things like that, I actually wrote a column today that's on the the homepage. Uh, shameless plug for people to go and check that out. But uh, and it kind of touches on a lot of those things. The thing that I like about what they've been able to do is that the kids that they're getting feel like good I mean they're just good culture fits and as much as anything like when you talk about roster management and roster retention 
like your culture is what's most important in that, you know, because it's about building, uh, an environment where kids, you know, feel like they are going to get an opportunity to become the best version of themselves. I mean, I think the best example of that is, is what Baylor just did. And I know that most of those kids came from the transfer portal, but you know, a guy like Macy Oteague or an Adam Flagler, or, you know, whoever else, like they could have had a lot of opportunities to go and be stars other places, but they were willing to sacrifice some of the personal success in order to win at a high level as a team. And like, that's, what's so important. And I think that what they've done with this group is they've gotten a bunch of guys who are going to come in and be good culture dudes who care about Iowa state and care and know what it, it means to, you know, play in the upper Midwest and things like that, and not be like looking around elsewhere. You know, they're going to be committed to, to building that culture and, and fitting in to what it takes to, to be a really good basketball team. No doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, let's look at what's next. Um, I mean, realist, a lot of fans are asking about scholarships and the scholarship situation right now. And and the one thing I would say to that is I, I do think that it's smart in this era to oversign to some extent, because there's going to be so much movement. It's going to be so much easier for guys to transfer. And I think that if you're not doing that a little bit, then you're not, you know, you're not thinking ahead. So this isn't a deal where it's like, oh, well, you you bring these guys on and, we're, well, we're going to plan to let this guy go next year. It, it's, it doesn't work like that, especially, Jared, in 2021, um, a year after the COVID thing. I mean, there's three guys on that roster who are senior. We don't know if they want to come back for their fifth or sixth years. Mm-hmm. So and I would I tell the think, fans just not to I, worry about that. That's not a big deal right now. I don't think those – numbers theoretically would count against their scholarship uh count because i mean that's what like if Jay- yeah, i don't talk about that yesterday if Jalen coleman lands or solomon young had wanted to come back like i don't that number wouldn't have counted so if george condit wanted to come back for year five i would think it would be the same thing where like that number is not going to count against their against their 13 so like it's kind of weird like and it it'll make a kind of weird balancing act but I mean, it'll be, that would put it to where in theory, like you have one more spot that you can still fill for the next recruiting class, you know, if, and that's, a, if that's an Alex Caravan or whoever, like that, they end up trying to really, you know, zero in on for one more spot. I mean, I think you probably have to at least consider the idea of, of adding more depth in the front court, especially for, you know, somebody younger than, than what they've got. Cause those guys are going to get old quick. I would agree. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on this final spot in 2021 for the upcoming season. 22. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You get them all mixed up. Join us on the premium forum or Patreon, though. Um, I think we're doing, I think our folks are getting their money's worth. Absolutely. All right. We'll talk to everybody again soon. Peace.